Welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm at Edge in Hoboken, and I'm with Dave Esposito. Uh, first, I'd just like to inter- introduce him for people that don't know him. Dave uh, wrestled at Lehigh University. He was a uh, really one of the standouts of, of that era at, at Lehigh, and uh, he, you know, kind of transitioned to coaching wrestling and then coaching jiu-jitsu and uh, mixed martial arts fighters. So uh, we're going to talk to him today. The, the topic of the podcast is going to be wrestling, ver- we say wrestling versus jiu-jitsu and, and mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, we're just going to talk about some of the differences, similarities in some of Dave's coaching philosophy. So uh, um, first thing I wanted to ask, ask you, Dave, is, uh, you know, you train two of the best jiu-jitsu athletes on, on the planet, right? Uh, you train Damien Maia, who's, you know, he's used jiu-jitsu in fighting more, probably more effectively than any other UFC fighter. I think that's, you know, I think that's widely agreed that that's the case. Uh, and then Bernardo Farley, who's here tonight, who was at the pro practice here tonight that we just finished up with. Uh, Bernardo was the absolute world champ in, in 2015 with the Gi. So two kind of really different athletes in different styles that you're able to help out. And, and I think you've really made a difference in their game. I mean, you see it since you started working with them. Uh, you know, so I, I think that it, it, and they continue to work with you. So that's, you know, they, they must feel that way too. Um, what's one common thing that training wrestling has helped to improve them, improve their, their performances? Um see i guess if you want to start technically it um and like like you said two very different uh like objectives you, you know as as far as bernardo you know he's he's looking I, I guess they're both looking for takedowns but kind of a different angle than damian maya in a sense you know Bernardo's going to get in on takedown differently than damian damian's going to try and punch you and get in on takedown and then once it hits the ground both those guys are really efficient some of the best at what they do um i would say some of it's the mentality of it you know some of it's the the hard work it's it's getting used to grinding a little bit and being a little tougher than than the guys you're going against um but i think with those two guys it's finding that unique way of how they can use their wrestling um to put themselves in in the positions they want to be and and that's i think what we try and do with, with both damien and with bernardo is 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 they're so good at, at the little um, nuances of their jiu-jitsu games that if we get them into those positions, then they're going to be better than anyone else in the world that they're competing against. So we, so we really focus on um, honing in on what those details are. And, and really, um, when you're training high-level guys like that, it's, it's not super fancy. It's more basic and, and solid and, um, and just things that, that are are simple positioning things that are going to work on anyone you go against, no matter if it's a, a fight or if it's jiu-jitsu. And, uh, and, and I think that that might be one aspect of it. I think that what you what you said there about getting them to where they're really good at, at um, 
and, and I guess, like like you said too, that that's going to look a little bit different for each one of those athletes, right? Damian uh, wants to get in on the leg and maybe you know bring somebody toward the cage. We we talked about that earlier in practice with uh, with one of your other coaches, Cody, and um, so you. You focus on that as opposed to you know. So it sounds like you're, you you kind of narrow you narrow down the wrestling as opposed to just kind of being all over the place with different wrestling techniques. You narrowly focus on what is going to get them into the position that they are already uh, world class at. Is that is that? Yeah, is that I, right? I think so. And especially with the, with the guy, like it depends on when you get them in their training camps. If Damien's you know was just getting ready for the Condit fight, you know we we narrowed in on just a couple of key skills where you know we're working. A little bit of everything just to stay sharp, but uh, at the end of the day, during that camp, I mean, we were really just getting back to our basics with, you know, positioning, getting in on a shot with a good little level change and positioning while he's in, and then just being able to master that position once he's in and be able to get to get the guy, you know, kind of down to the mat, and then he's good from there. So we almost took a step back in the sense of, you know, if he's coming up in between camps, you know, we're doing a little more unorthodox things, a little more you know kind of you know skipping from one topic to another but once we're in a camp with, uh, for him you know it's just slowing everything down and just perfecting you know just a couple things so it's going to work no matter who he's going against uh for that fight um and i think same thing with bernardo uh our other coach jeff marsh works with him quite a bit you know when he came in at first i think it was more um you know, just get them acclimated to wrestling, and then, and then from there you can narrow in. You know, I'll say this about both those guys: they're they're students of the sport, so um, they almost guide us as much as we guide them with with what they want to work on. You know, Bernardo's always asking Coach if I get in here, I need help. This is happening to me there, and and we're always kind of. Um, you know, get into positions, tweaking it. The guy's doing this. Okay, we'll try doing that. And then he's doing this. Well, what's your what's your game plan? We try and follow, you know, position from start to finish, and try and come up with a solution that any any um, anything the guy can throw at us that might take us out of our game. So we're trying to stay one step ahead of him. And if we can do that, we're gonna we're gonna win all those all those battles. So one of the things that I've seen is I've been around a little bit around some of these guys as you're as you're coaching them and some of your other coaches like you know uh, Jeff Marsh and, and Cody are coaching. Uh, they I, what I see is kind of some of that like what you just talked about. Um, it's you know you guys are using your deep knowledge of wrestling to and you're real open like okay what do you think of this and let's experiment with this position is that is that fair to say is that like something that that you you kind of do i think so i mean it, no it's as opposed to like dictating and just saying like okay this is like do this like this and yeah as much as you you know certain guys it's going to be black and white like you know it, this is going to work the best way for you but then you have another guy who's a little more unique like a Bernardo or Damien or even Liam McGeary who's here today and 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 you're gonna get them as close to a position that is gonna allow them to like maybe tweak it just a little bit with something that makes them unique and and um, and you almost want that because it, it, you know there's general knowledge out there and everybody knows you know basic single leg defense like whatever whatever position working there's a great basic knowledge but if you can get one of those elite athletes to, to take that basic knowledge and then, you know, once they're good enough to add their signature, you know, twist to it, then that, that's what's, 
it makes it hard for someone to train for something like that. So that gives them like a little, that, that's where you can give them an edge over, yeah. over the competition. Uh, yeah. that's, that's interesting. Um, and just so everybody knows it's listening, Liam McGeary is a uh, World Series of Fighting Champ right now, right? Uh, Bellator. Bellator, actually. Bellator yeah. yeah, that's right, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, Dave, Dave and, and the rest of the coaches here coach a lot of different athletes, not just the ones we mentioned, but uh, um, so let's let's kind of get away from the, the elite athletes and talk a little bit about, um, you know, are, are there certain skills that people new to wrestling who are, you know, primarily interested in fighting or jujitsu, you know, and not not just talking about the elite athletes that we were just talking about, but you know, anyone that's in in the jujitsu or fighting. Uh, are there certain skills that they, they have an especially hard time uh, learning, wrestling skills that they have an especially hard time kind of picking up? And uh, do, do you find that? Do you find any, any in particular? What are they, if, if so? Uh, well, one of the biggest is, is, is being able to coordinate your hands and your feet together. You know, a lot of times if you're striking, you know, as much as you have footwork, you know, you're moving your feet and your hands are moving, you know, you're settling in when you're throwing a punch, your feet are a little more planted. Where I, I think in, in wrestling, you know, uh, it's hard just to, it's hard just to get on a takedown unless I get you out of position by faking. So I move my feet and my hands to fake or if I'm actually grabbing you and, and physically moving you out of position so I can, so I can take you down. Um, so I, I think that's part of it, just having that general coordination of being able to, to move your whole body, you know, all in one motion. And jujitsu guys do that, but most of the time they're on the mat, so it's it's a little different than while you're on your feet. So I, I think that's one of them. The other thing is just, you know, being able to use your hips. You know, it's different. It's a different way you're moving your hips than I, I think. There, there's some similarities, but there's also quite a few differences that that you're going to have to use. When you're using your hips, you're moving your hands, you're moving your legs. Um, you know, you have to keep your balance. So there's a lot of different different uh, attributes that of your of your coordination that you need to be able to have. Um, yeah. So and and like another, I guess another group of athletes you train. Uh, you know, we've touched on the elite athletes, the people who are you know maybe just starting to learn wrestling for for. Jiu-Jitsu or fighting, and then you also coach some of the, the country's most elite, like high school wrestlers mm -hmm. and pure wrestlers. Uh, do you think there's any benefit for them in training, uh, let's say, training jujitsu in the off season? What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to hear what, what, what you think about about that. Uh, you know, I, I, I like. Um, I like jujitsu for wrestling. You know, when I when I wrestled personally, I was in I was in a very uh, they call it funk. I wasn't really a funky kind of wrestler. And then uh, after you gradu I graduated and I started getting around jujitsu more. You know, I kind of appreciated the, the ability to roll and get in positions that are that are unorthodox and and um, not like a normal normally a you know quote unquote good position to be in. So. You know, one of the first thing lessons I, I was, I was kind of preached upon is from a guy like John Danner was you got to you know be comfortable in, in an uncomfortable position. You know, so so in wrestling you're not on your back a lot. You know, inverted it's the worst position you're getting pinned. But a uh, position like jujitsu you kind you kind of get that feel for where you're at and and being able to kind of navigate through it. Um, even like you see a lot of the leg lock stuff now and 
and you see that in, in wrestling off takedowns, guys are grabbing legs and rolling through, and it's it's a lot more, like I said, funky. So um, I think it's good for you know some of those better uh, wrestlers or even if not great wrestlers, just just to kind of a wrestling gets like. You know, you need like a break from it a little bit. You know, if you're training year round, which most of the your elite guys are, you know, it's good to mix up your training and do. It's almost like a cross training in, in a sense where you could, you know, you're still getting that that physicalness of, of wrestling, but you're also learning to kind of be a little softer with your body, and to be be able to move a little differently. And it kind of goes back to, um, like we were talking about with Damien or Bernardo, is if you could get those guys. Um, into position that makes them unique where you know guys haven't been there before and you get that little advantage on them so I, I think it's I think it's good in the way the way wrestling's going you, you see a lot more you know positioning like you see in jiu-jitsu um, happening yeah um, and, and you know you just, you just talked about how that I think that's really interesting what you brought up like the jiu-jitsu usually kind of you, the body you're softer the movements are a little more flowing whereas wrestling you get you know wrestling you're known for that pop that that uh, explosiveness and do you think that that's that's another you know outside of the technical and you touched on as far as the mental toughness and things like that but do you think that's another edge that training in wrestling can bring to to you know particularly probably jiu-jitsu athletes but fighters also uh, the physicalness, that idea of like being explosive yeah. rather than just like you know jujitsu where you're everything's about fluidity. Yeah. There's so much emphasis on that. And yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's almost like like you look at the Russians and how they wrestle, right? They're they're a- acrobatic, but they're also very they're also very explosive. And uh, I think if you could add that combination, it really makes. Um, you know, you you more complete. You know, uh, just certain things like you know changing your speeds, and you know when you're when you're wrestling or if you're fighting or doing jujitsu, that's that's something that um, you want to be. able to go from zero to like you know 200 miles, like you know a snap of the fingers. You know, that's that that's something that's you know the gifted guys can do. You know, but it, but they also practice that as well. So I, th- I think having that that fast twitch um, explosiveness and, and being able to to uh, to change your speeds and you know be able to have your body be a little softer and then you know real physical and rigid. You know, it's it's something that I think is uh, you know makes you more of a complete complete athlete. You know, whether it's wrestling or jujitsu or fighting or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. I, I see a lot of jiu-jitsu athletes that, that don't have that, that, that they seem to have lost that. They sat, they've sacrificed that, that idea of, you know, the fast twitch, the explosiveness. So, yeah, I think, I think training wrestling helps them in that aspect. Do you think, going back to kind of the technical part of wrestling, do you think it's important for a, a wrestling coach who's teaching, you know, BJJ athletes or, or mixed martial artists or whatever, uh, do you think it's important for a wrestling coach to have some knowledge? Like, I mean, you're a, you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. You've trained jiu-jitsu quite a bit. You've had a little bit of fighting experience. Um, do you think that's important to have some level of knowledge of what they're doing at, when you're coaching in wrestling? Yeah, I think absolutely. It's a you know, it's that's probably one of the, one of the most important things, and one of the, in a sense of 
I mean, if you, if you didn't compete, but if you're training it and you kind of, like you almost have to get inside the head of, of uh, you know, if, 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 you're in, if you're in a fight or if you're in a jiu-jitsu, um, jiu-jitsu match or a wrestling match, it's kind of like one of those things where, um, mostly in fighting, like your discipline's changed like in a second, you know? So you can be going from a takedown and then almost get caught in a guillotine and then you have to defend a guillotine and now you're out of the guillotine and now you're looking to, to, to ground and pound and, you know, and, and things just change so quick. You, you have to be able to adapt and the faster you could adapt to whatever position you're, you're, you're transitioning through, the better off you're gonna be. And, and even, you know, I like I like asking you know if I, if if I'm with Damien and you know we're in a position that you know it might be strong for wrestling but you know he could say well in jujitsu this this could get you in trouble you know so so you got to know when to turn off the wrestling and and change over to jujitsu you know or even striking you know because you could have a guy up against the cage and work your butt off to, to take a guy down when you could have just pushed off and maybe hit an elbow or. Or maybe you strike a little bit. So, so you don't. You need to be able to adapt. You need to be creative. So, I think if you don't have that knowledge of the other disciplines that you're gonna, that you're competing against, then you're 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 very limited. You know, that's like saying, you know, like back when UFC first started, you know, you know, those guys were just striking, striking, and then, then uh, you know, a wrestler comes in, and then everybody's getting taken down, and then jujitsu guys are coming, in, everybody's getting submitted. You know, so you know that was how it first started. Is what discipline was better, but now it's 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 mixed martial arts. So you need to have a, a, not, a knowledge of everything, a general knowledge. And like I said, even if you haven't done it, you need to be a student of it, and you need to, you know, communicate with with your with your fighters or um, whoever you're training to kind of get inside their head and get inside the, the head of their competition and 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 you know what the right next step is yeah and and uh you know one of the things you said to me and i think a great example of what you're just talking about is another guy that you worked a lot with uh you've trained with with frankie egger a lot mm -hmm. and uh i remember another time we were here training with you and you were talking about he's a great example just of that of transitioning wrestling to striking to jiu-jitsu and really fluidly and he scored some big wins off of you know striking off of wrestling positions and mm -hmm. things like that and, and i know you had talked about that a few years ago about how you were working with him and back and forth on that and how, how good he was in that kind of thing um do you think there's more of those you know whether it's for fighting for jiu-jitsu uh do you think there's more of those transitions? What are, you know, give, do you have one that you kind of think that, that could be explored more, could be further developed? Like those transitions from the feet to the floor, those transitions from, you know, a single leg to a takedown. The one we did tonight, we were working on defending head outside single legs and that, those transitions. Do you think there's a lot of those, that there's a lot of room still where, where you know, you can get the edge through those transitions through exploring yeah. those transitions and coming up with maybe a little bit new solutions on on, on those positions yeah i think uh you know two that two that come to mind uh just off the top of my head are, are one is knowing when to when the bell on on a on a takedown and not exerting so much energy that you know yeah you might get the takedown but now you just you're kind of spent you know and you, you use a lot of your energy to get a guy down only for the guy to, to escape and get back to his feet and now you gotta you're gonna try and take him take him down again or um, and it's just not an efficient use of your energy so it's knowing when 
when to push through and get the takedown and know when to, to bail on the takedown and then you know transition to strike or transition to a submission um, I, I think I think that's one of the biggest ones and I think the other one is just um, just being able to control a guy on a mat and almost like in a college sense of, of like um, top top uh, wrestling where you're really trying to grind a guy into the ground and, and wear him out. Um, you know, they, in wrestling, they, you know, especially Scholastic, they say that you, know, you're, you break a guy when you're on top, you know. When you're beating a guy up who's on the bottom and he's carrying all your weight and he's, he's just, you know, hating life because, you know, he's, he's just getting demoralized and he can't escape and he can't get anything going. Um, and I, I think you I think that's the next transition is, is just almost like a top wrestling sense with an MMA striking submission kind of kind of combination. I think I think you're gonna start seeing it because guys are good at getting up, especially right off the takedown. Guys are, are getting so much better of of escaping right when they hit the mat. You know, so it's being able to take that guy down, really control him and wear him out. And um, I mean, Frankie, he, he, you look at that fight with Cub Swanson. He, he just, he, he broke him, you know, and eventually it was the last five, ten seconds of the fight, but he, he got that submission and, you know, it's, if you look at that fight, Cub was on his back, you know, just drowning for most of that fight. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think, like, what you said, it makes a lot of sense to me, too, because of what you just said, I mean, you think about in wrestling, the time period, the time shorter, a takedown might be... It, it might be rewarded more, right? Than jujitsu, it's not. Sometimes you get a takedown, and it's not even. You know, you don't get a huge reward for it. You know, a ten-minute match, uh, or in, you know, in mixed martial, in fighting, mixed martial arts, the same thing. There's this long period. The guy may get right. You know, if he gets right back up, there's not a big reward for all that energy and output that you just did. So, you know, I, I think that's that's really a, a cool and interesting point. To, um, is there anything else uh, before? Before we finish up, that, that you wanted to add about about anything about wrestling, uh, you know, this this topic or anything else you can think of. Mm. Well, I love this podcast. So I'll start by saying that, and I love who's the guy we were listening to. Wheeler Walker. Wheeler, Wheeler Walker. I think Wheeler Walker Jr. has a lot of uh, insight that if, if you don't know who he is, just you should look him up on iTunes and, and check him out. Um, he's really like the Clint Eastwood, you know, of our days. Uh, the Dirty Harry, the um, you know William Money. He's definitely dirty. He's, you know he's dirty. So. You know, just know your audience you're around. Um, if they're kind of cool, funny guys that, you know, like like this crew, not saying I'm funny, but Warren and Mike and these guys, I think you guys will be okay. And uh, I don't know, more than anything else, it's just, um, you know, I, I think the way you jump levels is by being a student of whatever it is you're 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 trying to get good at, you know. So if you can immerse yourself in... Uh, in whatever whatever you know your love is if it's you know if it's wrestling or jiu-jitsu or striking or a combination of everything you know the best guys out there are 100 percent committed you know with no guarantee of, of coming out with uh you know either fighting a ufc or being a ufc champ or you know or you know whatever level you know you, you might train your whole life and then you get injured before you're fighting and that's that but uh, part of it is just 
you know, just having that blind faith and uh, going after it. And, you know, sometimes it's more about the journey than, you know, the ultimate, you know, outcome. Um, you know, and uh, and really just believe in yourself. And, you know, if, if it turns out and you're on top of the world, that's, that's awesome, you know. That only happens to only so many people. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to dream and you got to chase it. And then, you know, I... At the end of the day, I'm sure going to come away with, with uh, some cool experiences and some good friends and a lot of lessons you learn in life. And then you kind of take that and parlay into whatever you want, whether it's coaching or business or whatever it is. You know, it just makes you a better, you know, by going through that, that, that journey and commitment, you know, you're going you're gonna to come away from it a better person. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, thanks, Dave. That was uh, that's another thing. I, I every time I come here and train, it's you know, and I, I've known Dave since since college, yeah. since we wrestled in college, and uh, you know, ever since then, always the you know, one of the other things is he's always inspiring, always encouraging, always positive, right? And that's that's another big reason, not only for the technique, the training. I mean, if you're if you're serious about jujitsu or fighting, you should come to the Edge. I think any everybody should make a trip here and uh, and at least see it. It'll change your It'll change your perspective on, on the sports, but but also just to be motivated and to be inspired. I think that's a big part of it, and I think that's why a lot of these guys like that I saw on the mat tonight. You know the uh, you know all those the chant, you know the Bernardo Faria, uh, you know Liam McGeary, bunch of other top level guys, uh, Neiman Gracie. Uh, that's why they were here. I think they come for that also. You know they come for the technique, but also it's it's they're inspired. They're inspired to train harder, to have a different attitude about training. And and uh, they're around other people like Dave and his coaching staff that are that are you know motivated or dedicated. They're students of the sport, like Dave said. So uh, thanks for taking the time to do the podcast, and uh, we'll put in the show notes some information about the Edge, and uh, uh, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll also put some information about how you can contact them if you're in the New York Hoboken area and you want to do jiu-jitsu. Uh, mixed martial arts if you're a high school or, or youth wrestler or if you have kids or youth wrestlers so um, again thanks for listening everybody and uh, we'll, we'll see you in the next podcast hey everybody Warren here thanks for listening today if you'd like more information on our podcast we have transcripts and some notes on our blog which is found at our website our website is stouttrainpit.com that's s-t-o-u-t t-r-a-i-n p-i-t-t dot com and uh, we also have uh, a contact form there so if you'd like to get in touch with us that's the place to do it also find us on social media our handles are all the same it's stout p-g-h s-t-o-u-t p-g-h on instagram twitter and snapchat Thanks for listening. Goodbye.